It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 3-7. and seven. At this point, everybody and anybody is going off about how easy it is to defend this team. It's no secret that Matt Canada and the offense is an issue. And maybe it's not just Matt Canada. Maybe it's everybody involved. But for some reason, Mike Tomlin is just rolling over and admitting defeat in a number of areas. And I think it's just time to acknowledge the guy has given up. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. And today, we're diving into the Mike Tomlin press conference that just seemed like it was anything but hopeful. This guy for the first time, and and there's been times in the past where you got a glimpse of, okay, Tomlin acknowledges how bad it is. Tomlin gets how bad things need to change. He's on the verge of actually making change. We've been through all of these before. This is the first time that Mike Tomlin got up to a podium and basically admitted defeat, admitted that it's just part of football. It is what it is came up with every excuse under the book for a number of areas. Two big ones, both of them on offense. And I think that's, that's where everything goes. And, and obviously, you know, you look back at the Bengals game and you can't give up 37 points and expect to win. That's never likely. And that shouldn't be excused. The Steelers defense is significantly worse than people believed they were going to be. Then we all thought that they could be even with the return of TJ Watt and make Fitzpatrick. This group is bad, and it has way more holes than anybody expected, anticipated, or believed they would have at this point in the season. It's going to take a little bit of a rebuild on both sides of the football, not just the offense. And I think that's the most blatant thing that we've learned in the last couple of weeks is that the Steelers have way too many holes to believe that this team is anywhere near turning this around. They need a really good offseason. But that's not the point of this. The point of this is to talk about what Mike Tomlin said and the excuses that he came up with to justify or at least try to justify the issues that the Steelers offense is having. After the game, Bengals linebacker Jermaine Pratt made it clear the Steelers like to run the same play over and over again. That's how they knew exactly what was happening. 
And it was true. You did watch that from time to time. I think the most glaring play was the option that didn't work the first time, worked the second time. But if that doesn't work the second time, Matt Canada looks like a complete idiot out there trying to run back-to-back plays and neither of them working. That's true with every play. It's definitely got a bigger spotlight on it when it's the same play back-to-back plays. So what did Mike Tomlin have to say about that? Well, he had to say that that's just part of football. And at week 11, you can't come up with anything new and everybody's going to know what's going to happen. That's what they say when they're having success, he said. They don't say it when they're not. So I don't worry much about that. I focus on the things that are within our control. When I look at the tape, there were some repeat concepts, but Cincinnati was in the same repeat concepts, and that's football. When it's good on good, particularly in the latter part of the season, there's a there's very little secrets. I don't know if we were all that surprised by anything that they did offensively. So then it comes down to execution. That's where I like to keep my focus. We got to execute better. We've got to make more makeable plays and that's our goal that's where our focus is as we lean into this week's opportunity i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So that kind of sounds like two things to me. One, yeah, it is what it is. We're going to call the same plays. It's just part of the game. It's not. It's been part of Mike Tomlin's game for a couple of years now, ever since the Randy Feekner days started. The offense has dived very heavily into running the same few concepts over and over and over again and letting defenses absolutely destroy them and then coming up with every excuse under the book as to why the offense isn't working. Seems like a Mike Tomlin special. That should be his next Tomlinism is I just make excuses. And I'm usually very lenient with Mike Tomlin. I'm usually the guy that says this guy is a Hall of Fame coach, and I believe that, and he understands the game, and he's just trying to win, and he's been handed a bad card sometimes, and yeah, he makes bad decisions, but he makes the most out of them. This time, it just kind of felt like Mike Tomlin walked up to the podium, stared an audience in the face who had questions about a 3-7 and team, and then said, you know what? I'm just going to make up excuses. I'm just going to admit that there's nothing we can do about it. Well, there's got to be something you could do about it because other teams are not three and seven and the Cincinnati Bengals scored 37 points and won the game and the defense looked absolutely, absolutely atrocious the entire game. So execution, if we're talking about execution, then you're telling me that the offense can't execute and that the defense also can't execute. So it just sounds like a really bad football team. And that's only one part of this. Yeah, it's the worst part of it. 
but it's just one part of Mike Tomlin sitting there admitting defeat in a situation where you just don't know what to do anymore. From somebody on the outside looking in, you just look at this and say, well, if this is it, if, the, if this is what they got and they're just done pulling out bags of tricks and acknowledging the bad and they're just like, well, we got to execute until we execute. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, what are you executing? You're not executing anything that's worked all season long. You're just stuck in this rotation of these things are not working, but we're going to keep trying them. It was the same thing last year and the year before that. These things aren't working, but we're going to keep trying them. Eventually, they'll click. They won't. They won't. It's just going to get worse and worse. Mike Tomlin is quickly developing himself into a coach that will not acknowledge his down parts will not acknowledge his lack of success and his inability to change. And it's hurting him. It's hurting the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think it's time to admit that. The second part of this is Deontay Johnson, who was clearly upset in the locker room after the game, made that very well known, and then said when he asked about the targets, and I think he answered those questions well, like it's the situation he's put in. There's nothing he could do about it. And yeah, any NFL player would be frustrated, and I believe any NFL player would be frustrated. The guy hasn't caught more than five passes since Kenny Pickett walked onto the football field. He's the best wide receiver on the team, and I know not everybody wants to acknowledge that, but he is. And the offense just seemingly doesn't care about him. And Mike Tomlin had another excuse for it. Let's be frank, okay? Deontay is a known commodity within the group. People are going to have an agenda to minimize his impact on the game, particularly in significant moments, possession downs, red zone football. When you've got a guy that's been a pro bowler, and really, he's kind of the only one when you've got a young group, that's a component of it. So how do you open up opportunities for a guy like that? Other guys make plays. George Pickens had a nice game. Pat Fryermuth had a nice game. Those things create opportunities and balance within your attack and opportunities for a guy like Deontay, which you mentioned. Here's the thing about that. The thing about that is that it's not true. You look around the league, and I'm not trying to compare Deontay Johnson to some of these names. I understand the balance within the NFL. I understand the rankings, and I understand where Deontay Johnson lies. I think I'm much more realistic about where Deontay Johnson is than most Pittsburgh Steelers fans. But you never see this issue with Jamar Chase. You never see this issue with Stefan Diggs or C.D. Lamb or Justin Jefferson or T. Higgins or Hunter Renfro or Adam Thielen or Amari Cooper. Anybody. There are a million names out there that have success within their offense, even though they are the guy. And the Steelers have other the guys. We're 11 weeks into the season. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is sitting around ignoring George Pickens. Not one team. Nobody is hidden from the fact that Pat Fryermuth is one of the best up-and-coming tight ends in football. Not one team. Najee Harris is a receiving threat. Chase Claypool was here until two, three weeks ago. It's another example where Tomlin just said, well, you know what? It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, that just seems like you're giving up. And that's what the entire press conference felt like. It felt like Mike Tomlin sat around knowing he's giving up. 
knowing that at this point, there's nothing he could do about it. He's it's over. They're three and seven. It's a team that isn't going anywhere. We'll try again next season. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that would agree with you. But it just doesn't feel like Mike Tomlin to sit around and say, yeah, well, you know what? It is what it is, man. Nothing we can do. We're just going to keep working. Well, what are you working at? Are you working at an offense that doesn't involve Deontay Johnson, who you just paid $13.5 million to? Are you working on an offense that everybody knows exactly what's going on, so that way you can't ever have more success than you'd like to? That Kenny Pickett and his number one receiver are not on the same page? I just don't understand what the working towards is, is, is there. It doesn't feel like, oh, well, we just have to execute better. It feels like, oh, no, we have to design things that work because we don't have the talent to execute better. We've executed to our highest potential, and the Steelers are three and seven. I don't know. At some point, you have to put the blame in a billion different places, but it always builds up to the top. And right now, this is the first time in in years, in years, I've been doing this for four years And this is the first time in those four years that I've heard Mike Tomlin talk. And my first thought was, this guy has given up. This guy knows where the ceiling is and he knows that they've hit it. And he's just coming up with every excuse under the book. It was the first time that Mike Tomlin didn't sound like a winnable head coach. That's concerning. You don't know if the Steelers broke him or if he's just realistic in the matter. Either way, you never expected it from Mike T. But it was a Tuesday filled with excuses. And it might have been the beginning of the end for this season. You hate to say it.